That's right. I was a little bit in, uh, influenced by Twin Peaks when I, I wrote this week's song and intro to the song. I had to write it all out phonetically. I had to learn how to say that entire intro backwards, then reverse it. Worn down, flipped it, and reversed it. You know, uh, it was tough, but I kind of dig it. I think it's kind of a neat... Uh, Neat little intro if you guys are fans of Twin Peaks. Hopefully you like what I did there. If you're not fans of Twin Peaks, sorry. Still hope you like what I did there. But, uh, yes, Megan, don't worry. The beard will be back. It's uh, it's just, you know, right now it's too flipping hot. And I wasn't lazy enough to not shave. I almost didn't shave for tonight. But then I was like, nah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look presentable. Because I'm already going to be freaking hot. So who else we got in here? We got James Polk. Um... I'm looking forward to that letter. Thank you so much for sending out, James. I am also in the process of doing the Paramaniacs shirt. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. Hi, who's this? This is Mike. Hi, Mike. How's it going? All right. Um, I got a, I got a story uh, from my second deployment in Iraq. Sure, I'd love to hear that. Um, we were going from oh our fob to a different location and we're sitting there driving and I see this guy he's just off off the side of the road and he's pointing to the ground like you know there's something supposed to be there uh so I hollered up to the, the guys in charge of the truck and go hey I think there's an IED up here and he goes where I said well the guy's pointing to it and I go no he just walked through the wall because there was big concrete walls along the side of the road and he goes that's impossible because there are no gaps and I go no I just saw him and we drove by and there's no gap at all like the, whatever it was walking straight through the freaking wall really and we're talking two foot of concrete with rebar disappeared into a wall now but but it was solid looking though right Oh, yeah, he was definitely solid. I mean, we were probably uh, a quarter mile from whatever it was at the time. And oh, so you were pretty close, too. A quarter of a mile, that's pretty yeah. close. And it looked as real as you or me. Holy crap. And it, like, it never faded away. Like I could have swore it walked like, like there was a gap in the wall, and it squeaked me all over the person that walked through the gap in the wall. Now, were you the only one that saw it, or did everybody else, like, once you pointed it out, did they see it as well? Uh, I don't think anybody else saw it. Uh, I kind of didn't say a word afterwards, because I was really weirded out by the whole experience. Uh, <laughs> Rightfully uh, so. Yeah, I, I don't think I said anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's bad enough, it's bad enough that you have to deal with, you know, wartime, 
Now you got a ghost as well. I, I've talked to, you know, like I, I, when I talk to people like this with these kind of situations, you're already in a tense situation. Your your senses are already heightened. You're already on high alert, and then something like that happens too. How do you wrap your mind around that? Uh, I don't know because I didn't wrap my mind around it for the longest time. I, I kind of didn't even like really. I saw it. And I was like, that was weird, and it happened, and I don't know what it was, and kind of forgot about it for a while, and then, not really, like, forgot about it, forgot about it, but, you know, just kind of put it in the back of my mind, and then, every now and then, it would come up, and it was like, what, what happened? I mean, there's no way that something, you know, was my mind playing tricks on me, was... Well, that was going to be my next question is, how many times did you doubt yourself? I mean, you must have been going back and forth quite a bit about this. Uh, well, this happened back in 2006. I've been doubting myself ever since. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, there's been, you know, too many weird things that happened to other people. You know, I'm not, not necessarily, you know, people I know, but just hearing people's stories and stuff that... Uh, Wait, like more wartime uh, stories? Well, I I do have other stories. Um, not all my stories. Uh, for instance, my mother always used to talk about how she saw her her grandmother, which had been my great great grandmother. Uh, her spirit rise from the grave and go up. Wait, like when they were like at the at the funeral kind of a thing, or what? No, like she, she had to go back to the. She she said she had to go back to the um, the graveyard that afternoon. Apparently, she left something there, and she was like, "It." She saw her grandmother rise from the grave and like rise up into the sky. Like you know, like most people, you know, when you're a kid, you, you would think, "I, you know, you, you know, heaven's up." Also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, going up to heaven. I mean, that's that's where you go when when yeah. you die. You you float upwards. Yeah, exactly. But Holy. she said she saw it and it weirded her out, and she never forgot it. She told me about it, and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I thought she was pulling my leg, but she kept bringing it up. You know, her story never changed. And uh, her and my grandmother used to talk have talk about stuff that happened over at the farm, which. Apparently, used to be an old Indian burial ground. I don't know. Uh, but that's what everybody said. That's never that's a good why. thing. No, but that place was weird. Uh, you can walk from one side of the farm to the other side of the farm, and it was like eyes were watching you when you got to the older section. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think I would ever be comfortable with something like that. I mean, whether or not, like if someone was to tell me, hey, the land you're on is a Native American burial ground. Whether they were bullshitting me or not, I don't think I could ever be comfortable enough to be like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. You know, like, that's a lot to deal with, man. That's a lot of bad juju, whatever yeah, you want to call but, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they used to tell, you know, tell, tell me stories about, uh, it was, what, right before I was born, uh, her, my grandmother and my mom were over looking for a cow that was supposed to have a calf and they were walking the creek and they both used to tell me they 
we saw this guy step out from a tree and step back and then was gone. Holy! And they said this guy was red, like blood red, head to toe, stepped out from the tree, looked at them, stepped back, and was gone. And they said it was the craziest, weirdest experience they've ever encountered, and they would have left if they hadn't had to worry about the cow that was getting ready to have a baby. Wow, that's some dedication right there, because I don't, I'm sorry, I love animals, as you know, but blood red guy comes out and looks at me and then walks back away and disappears. You're on your yeah, own, I'm, mother cow. I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think I wasn't hungry right here. <laughs> but my mom was like eight months pregnant with me, and they were looking for a cow. Holy crap, so she was pregnant and doing this. Jesus, man, she's yeah. a she's a tough woman. That's insane. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. But, all right, so it sounds to me like seeing stuff that is paranormal isn't all that odd in your family, or at least they're open enough to talk about it. Well, uh, apparently I had a great-grandmother with a witch. <laughs> of course. Of course you did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they used to, they said that they, they put a, a broom under the, floorboards of the house and she would not walk across like she couldn't see it but she would not walk across that area so I, I, I don't know what I, I, I'm not you know real good on what that's supposed to mean but. sure I mean that's the problem there's so much stuff with witches to that it's hard to to figure out what's what so yeah I'm with you I like yeah. hey I still owe a patron from forever ago, an entire witch episode. It's just a lot. It's it's a rabbit hole that is never ending, apparently. Wow. Dude, this is awesome. This is now this is how you kick off a show. I didn't even really start the show. You started the show, Mike. This was awesome. Well, I, I, I joined the group today and I was like, you know what? I've been listening to you ever since I found you back on episode twenty. Holy, you, all right, you've been sticking around for a while. I love and, that. And I, I listen to you at night because I work nights on mechanic and me and everybody in the shop will listen to you every night. I like that, you know I like I'm that. Doing, I'm joining the group, I'm going to call in. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. What a fantastic call. Please feel free to call in any other time. Um, I, I can't yeah. thank you for kicking off this show. This is a great way to kick off the show. You're very welcome. I got a few more stories, so next time maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give you those. Please do. Please do. Call back. I would love to hear more stories. Yes, sir. That is awesome. Thank you so much. I didn't even get the show started, and this is how good it is. This is why I like doing these shows. Uh, Lauren says, I enjoy the war stories. There's so much more that plays into it with the adrenaline, lack of sleep, etc. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These war stories really mess with me because they're dealing with so much anyway then you gotta throw the paranormal on top of it and it seems like more and more i'm gonna get i've found i've discovered or people have sent me more of these war stories where they're not looking for the paranormal they don't want the paranormal but there it is uh yeah you know witchcraft is is a tough one it really is hi maria stitch says hi back to y'all um Josh, I'm so glad to see you, buddy. I'm glad that uh, that you're back. It is uh, a, you definitely have a Josh-tastic beard. 
uh, Minardo's, hey, Minardo's here as well, and Ashley's here. I love it. There's a lot of people here. Okay, before we get to the next caller, so hold on for a second, callers. I've got something that I have to tell you guys about. Hi, my name is Dave Bowman. You might be familiar with me from one of several different paranormal reality TV shows, from my ghost story to ghost hunters, paranormal witness, haunted history, ghost adventures, and most recently, ghost adventures aftershocks. I've got the paranormal event for this summer. That's right. We're going to be doing a virtual paracon and ghost investigation here from the Omen House on Friday, August 21st and Saturday, August 22nd. And you are all invited. That's right. From the comfort of your home or wherever you want to be, you can watch and stream live from this house here in the Omen House down the street from Sharon Tate's and enjoy this event. So come and join us with thekingsofhorror.com. That's right. Hopefully you guys saw that. Let me know if you guys saw that commercial and can hear it and everything. Not really commercial, but you know what I mean. Uh, hopefully you guys heard and saw that. It is a virtual live Paracon at David Omen's house. So even if you're nowhere near there, even if you're nowhere near there, you can go virtually and do a paranormal con at the Omen house which is incredibly cool and, I'll be honest, incredibly cheap price. I, that is a good deal if you are into live paranormal investigations and seance and stitches pushing the other way. Hold on, pal. Seances and everything. It seems like it's a very cool thing. Now, the reason I wanted to, to tell you guys about that, besides the fact that there's your chance to do a uh, paranormal investigation from the safety of your own home, but Tuesday right here well not right here but right where you're watching from whatever thing you're watching on i'll be here david will be here you guys can call in and ask david omen questions or you can put them in the chat because i will have him on as my virtual guest from the safety of his, he'll be at the omen house i'll be safely right here we'll be chatting to each other we'll be chatting with you guys it is going to be a lot of fun and a good chance for you guys to ask any questions you want to David Omen. Tuesday, right here. I think it's 7 p.m. It is 7 p.m. Tuesday at 7 p.m. It's going to be a fun one. I'm telling you. It is going to be cool. Okay, let's get back into this. If you guys want to call in, the phone number is 818-732-9399. And it'll be up on the screen now. Uh... You saw how easy it was. Mike called in, told a phenomenal story. If you have your own personal paranormal experience, as long as it's true, or if you know, like your your mom's, like Mike was doing, he's, he told a mom story as well. As long as it's a true story, I don't care if it's yours or if it's just somebody's that you know, a family member, a relative, that's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Uh, a friend, a co-worker, as long as it is true. Uh, does this mean I won't be doing one next Saturday? Probably won't. But maybe, maybe, if you guys are all going to be at the Omen House live Paracon thing, then no, I won't. But if I find out that a lot of you can't do it for whatever reason, or if you just want me to do one of these live shows, I'll do another one of these live shows. I absolutely love doing these live shows. But good question, Trish. I didn't even think of that. To be honest... 
didn't even think of that until you just said it. So, uh, I think I'm still going to do a live show. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a live show earlier in the day before the Paracon kicks off. That way, a lot of the East Coast people, because I got people from around the world that are complaining that I keep doing these at night. And I get it, and I apologize. You're right. I'm I'm being very specific to the Pacific time, uh, Pacific time zone, whatever you want to call it. But uh, maybe I'll do one earlier in the day. You guys let me know in the comments what time you would like me to do a live show. Should I start doing them at noon? Do you guys want me to do them late at night? Where? When do you guys want me to do these? I'm more than happy to do it. Oh, it's going to be your birthday on Saturday. Oh, well, that's awesome, Trish. Yeah, well, happy early birthday. It, I'll figure out some way to, to wish you a happy birthday on your birthday. Hopefully, I'll do a live show earlier in the day, and it could be a Trish birthday live show. I love those. I can't do it too early, though, because I do have a virtual Jonathan Colton concert at 6 p.m. So it would either have to be earlier in the day, like, say, 3 p.m. Pacific time, or the normal 7 o'clock Pacific time. Because I got I to gotta do my virtual concerts, you know? I got to do it. Oh, Beth is saying everything is good for me. I work during the day. So there we go. We'll figure it out, everybody. We'll figure it out. Okay. Who wants to be the next caller for tonight's show? 818-732-9399. Until we get to the next caller, you can call in at any time. I do have something that I want to tell you guys about. It's a news story that just came out. And at first, I thought it was bullshit. And then I looked into it. Turns out it's real. The Arecibo Observatory, the giant satellite dish that we use to search for extraterrestrial life, was slashed to pieces in a mysterious midnight accident. See, it sounds like a bullshit story, doesn't it? But no, apparently this is real. That's right, the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, famous for scouring the cosmos for asteroids and alien life, went quiet this week following a devastating accident that left the telescope's reflector dish in pieces. And they aren't kidding. Let me uh, let me share this screen so you guys can see. Whoa, that went all kinds of universe. Whoa, I put us into a virtual, I put us into a wormhole. Sorry, hold on a second, guys. Wormhole, wormhole. Let me uh, stop sharing that screen. I don't know if that's what you meant, but it's really old. Yeah, I just went Kurt Inception on everybody. Holy crap. That was bizarre. Alrighty, I don't know which screen to share. So let's try this again. Ah, there we go. Boy, I don't know why that didn't work the first time. Uh, wow, that was a serious... I, I'm sorry, I just took us all to a, a parallel dimension with that one. But uh, here you go. This is the actual screen or photo of the Arecibo Observatory. As you can see, boy... Did it get split? So apparently what happened was that on Monday, August 10th, at approximately 2.45 a.m., a metal cable at the facility snapped, and it slashed through the radar dish, tearing open a 100-foot-long hole. And, yeah, they're not kidding. So it basically killed the Arecibo Observatory until they can get it fixed, which sucks because it's our number one thing for looking for extraterrestrial life. So there's a lot of conspiracy theorists. It destroyed, you know, the thing that we are using to look for extraterrestrial life. So all of these conspiracy theorists are saying that because disclosure is just about to happen, that somebody, the secret government, the New World Order, the Illuminati, whomever, are trying to shut it down. 
shut down disclosure by taking out the Arecibo Observatory. I don't think that's what happened. I think it was a cable snapped and it sliced through the dish and shit happens because, as Minardo says, it's old. It's a old observatory. Yeah, but crazy though, right? <laughs> yeah, some duct tape and it'll be good. Duct tape fixes everything. Let's try that. If, if you haven't tried it, Arecibo, just give it a shot. He's right. Duct tape fixes everything. Alrighty, so I had some people on the last episode that said, ah, oh, crap, I didn't get a chance to call in. Now's your chance. Oh, wait, the number's not there. Well, it's still now's your chance, but now's your chance. 818-732-9399. Oh, also, let me, uh, let me know, guys, how this looks. Does this new HD camera, is it, does it look any different at all? Does it, uh, does it bring out the stitchiness? Ah, like, hopefully it looks better for you guys because that's the whole plan i'm trying to make this show look slightly more professional i don't want to get too professional on you guys but uh slightly and uh, yes yes as um i want to call in elizabeth please call in 818-732-9399 please please do looks better on the laptop i like that that's about as big a size as you need never throw me up on a big screen or you know a projector screen or anything like that Oh, it looks great. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate it. Uh, Ali, please call in. It's just me, Elizabeth. I'm very cool. I'm very, I'm, I'm polite. I'm, I'm fun. Um, well, good. It looks great. I like that. Thank you. You know, thank the patrons because every month I take the money that the patrons give to me and I put it towards the show. Like I said, there's supposed to be a backdrop, new backdroppy thing. I'm not going to spoil it. You'll have to wait. Uh, whenever that decides to arrive, the ring light, the camera, all of this stuff, all new, how I'm broadcasting and what we're doing, it's all new thanks to the patrons. If you want to be a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. There's a little plug. Ha! Boy, it's hot in here. Okay, uh, Elizabeth, I would love to hear your story. Uh, please, please call in. Oh, Tracy said I look marvelous. Thank you. Please call in. It's 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 very fun. Until I get a caller, though, let me continue on with another story that's brand new. The ghost of a little girl was caught on video in a Las Cruces graveyard. So let me, because uh, I'm sure there's going to be a video, and if there is, I don't want to go into Kurtception anymore. So let me bring this down here. It says, if you don't believe in ghosts, these eerie photos may change your mind because two-year-old... Fabiola Rodriguez died in 2018 after apparently being badly beaten by her mother's boyfriend. Oh, what a dick. Uh, he was char he was arrested and charged with child abuse. Good, fuck that guy. Uh, a nearby grave has a camera on the headstone that had been there had been placed there following some vandalism at the Masonic Cemetery in Las Cruces. Yes, there we go. Caller, you are on the air. Okay, um, so this is like a really um, small story. And it's just really short, but I've really had no one to tell this to. Oh, I'd love to hear. Wait, no is this Elizabeth? No, this isn't Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Who's this? Uh, Adriel. Adriel? Yeah. I love that name. All right, yeah, please tell me. I'd love to hear it. Okay, so um, I was just outside, I don't know, about a year ago, maybe, and I just discovered your show. And I saw you doing these live calls. And um, so a year ago, I was outside, and I looked up at the sky, 
and I saw some kind of black, you know, flying disc. It looked like a flying disc, but it couldn't have been because it was up so high. It was really high, and it was, like, wobbling around. And, um... What did it look like? What color was it? It was black. Oh, okay, so it was black, but you could still see it in the night sky? Yeah, well, no, not night sky. It was just regular. It was daytime. Oh, it was daytime. Okay, cool. So, wait, so you saw that you saw a UFO during the day up in the sky. How how high up was it? I I don't know. I, but it was up it was up really high though. It wasn't like like a bird yeah, height. Really All right. High, and it looked big from where I was. Wow. If it was a UFO. I mean, it sounds like you saw a UFO, like, and I'm assuming you weren't trying to spot a UFO. You just happened to be looking up? Yeah, I just happened to be looking up. I was walking around and just looked up, saw it. Holy crap, what'd you think? What? What did you think when you saw it? Oh, I was like, wait, I gotta tell someone about this. <laughs> and, well, you know, I really didn't have anyone to tell. I'm glad you, well, you do now. I'm glad you called in. I want to hear about this. What time of day was it? Uh, I, maybe three-ish. Okay. So really bright sky then. I'm assuming. Was it overcast? Was it a nice day? Like, what are we talking? Overcast. All right. That's cool. All right. Now, how long did you watch it for? Oh, I saw it for, uh, I don't know, a few minutes. It was like really slow. It, it went. It was moving really slow. Yeah. And it was definitely disc shaped. It wasn't shaped like a blimp. Oh yeah, disc. All right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Hey man. I, I, it's, it sounds to me, sounds like a UFO to me. A hundred percent. Now, did it zip off or did it just kind of go too far away where you couldn't see it anymore? Yeah, too far away where I couldn't see it. Wow. So you. I mean, I like the fact. I love the fact that you sat and watched it for as long as you could. That's cool. That's the way to do it. Now, did you have a cell phone, or did you try to take any photos or anything like that? I decided to take a picture instead of a video. Oh, really? Oh, wait. This is Maria's kid. I'm uh, Maria said, "Hey, it was in Hawaii, and he sent me a pic. You've sent me a picture. Oh, yeah. Where Where did you send it to the to the email? Or to the Facebook page. No idea. All right, I I'll ask. I'll ask your mom. I'll find out where where you sent it because I want to see it. Maria, where did you send the picture to? Hey, wait. Let me let me go downstairs. There's a bit of noise downstairs. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. This is so cool. I'm so happy you called in. Facebook message. Aha. All right. Let's take a look. I want to find this picture while I got you on the phone. Okay. There's Facebook. Where's the inbox? There's the inbox. Let's look up one from Maria. Oh, I'm very excited about this. I love this. Now, is this the first time that you saw a UFO? Yeah, first time. Now, have you always been interested? Well, you, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 11, turning 12 next Wednesday. I love it. Happy early birthday. Uh, have you always been interested in the paranormal? Oh, yeah, definitely. Always. Ah, you're awesome. I love this. Uh, I, I am so excited. I'm so happy that you called because this is awesome. Now, what did you... I'm assuming you told your mom, though, that you saw a UFO, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told my family, but that was about, you know, everyone who, who I could tell. What did they say? Did they... Were they, like, 
surprised or happy or freaked out or? Um, I think there were, you know, just like a wow reaction. <laughs> I love it. I love this. Hey, you're so lucky. You know how many people out here on this that listen to this show that want to see a UFO and you've already seen one and you weren't even trying. You weren't even like out searching for UFOs. Yeah, just randomly, boom, there it is. So let me ask you this. if Now that you've seen a UFO, would you like to see a UFO up close or would you rather see another cryptid like, say, Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? It's not a monster. Or, uh, you know, like, what would you like to see next? I want to see Bigfoot. Yes, great answer. Great answer. Well, I'm going to tell Maria to send it to me again because I can't find it. So, uh, Maria, please send it again because I want to I want to show it to everybody on the show. Uh, so what? Do you, all right. So in the photo, I'm assuming you can you can kind of see the UFO off in the distance or like what's the what? What are we looking at when we get the photo? What are we going to see? So um, uh, it's pretty much just a grayish dot in the middle of the screen. So what I did, I took a picture and would zoom as much as I could. And then I further digital zoomed it. Nice. Good job. I like that. That's the way to do it. That is exactly the way to do it. Wow. You are you you already have like the skills to be a paranormal investigator. So I'm I'm loving this call. All right. So you know I ask. Well, hopefully you know I ask. I ask everybody this. It's okay if you don't, but I want to make sure that I ask you this. Have you ever had any other paranormal experiences? Have you seen a ghost? Have you you know anything else? No, just just that one thing, and nothing's ever really happened. Oh, wait a minute, yes, yes, I take that back. Well, all right, sweet. Tell me about this one. Okay, so when I was six, maybe, um, I was just sleeping, or I couldn't sleep, but I was just laying in my bed, and out of nowhere, I hear this clapping, and just like clapping for. I don't know how long. It felt like forever. And um, it sounded like it was coming from in the room. Oh, creepy. Also outside. It was so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's creepy. That's did, I'm assuming, uh, did it scare you or, or what? Oh, yeah, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you. Holy crap. It's six years old. Wait, I found the photo. Holy crap. All right. I found the photo. Hold okay, on. Okay. Before I let you go, I want to I want I want you to be on the air when I when I share this, okay? Give me 1 second to share this. Oh, I love the fact that I found this photo. Okay. Everybody, here you go. Let me get this phone number off the screen cuz I want you guys to see it clear as can be. There we are, everybody. You are right. It is a grayish disc-shaped object in the sky like it is exactly how you described it uh, uh adriel this is awesome i love this thank you so much this is a this is a great photo thank you so much for for sending it to me and for calling in i this is this is the best i absolutely love it thank you adriel so much for calling please call me anytime this was a great call awesome <laughs> I, I hope, I wish you the best. I want you to see a Bigfoot. I want you to see another UFO. Uh, and, and you know, I, I want to meet you one day because you seem like a really cool kid. I really dig it. 
So I, I will talk to you again. Thank you so much for calling in and please call me back anytime, okay? Okay. All right, thanks. Bye now. How cool was that kid? Holy crap, that kid was awesome. Uh, Maria, you got a cool son. You got a totally cool son. Um, I ex exactly, Daniel. Expect the men in black to knock on your door tonight. And it's funny because there was somebody right at the door just then. I don't think it was them. I think it was probably UPS. 100%. Thank you for sending me that. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't answer you guys earlier because that is awesome. Hey, pal. How you doing? That is awesome. Uh, Beth, not to take away from the caller, but I posted a picture of what I believe to be a UFO. Beth? Where did you post that? Because I want to see that. I will gladly continue on this streak of taking a look at UFO photos. So, oh, Maria, thank you. Oh, and thank you, Don, for the... Uh, um, Don loves my dinosaur stitch shirt. Dinosaur stitch. Can't do anything better than that. Beth, where did you send the photo? Because I want to see it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right, Josh. Josh is at my door. Facebook page. On the uh, Paranormal Almanac fan page, Beth? If so... I will go to it right now because I want to see this as well. I kind of dig this, you guys sending me in photos, and then we post it on here so everybody can see it. Sure, I'm sorry, just podcast listeners. Just deal with us for a couple of seconds. Or, you know, join the fun. Come on over to twitch.tv slash paranormalalmanac where you can chat and, and you know, be... Oh, Azriel. Oh, I thought it was Adriel. Azriel. Sorry, Azriel. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I you know... They, the fan is on, and I had a hard time hearing it. Azriel, I'm sorry. Azriel, you are cool. I'm just dumb, and I didn't get your name right. Azriel. That's right. I did know, and I knew that, Maria. I knew your son's name was Azriel. Come on, Kurt. Be better. All righty. Um, that's on me. It's the heat. I'm just going to blame everything on the heat tonight. Okay, let's scroll through. I want to find Beth's UFO photo. Was it a while ago, Beth? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting pretty deep into this. That's the Bigfoot hand. That's a very cool photo. That's the amazingly cool Bigfoot Hawaiian shirt that I love. Beth, I can't... Oh, you just posted it. Oh, sorry. You just posted it. In the meantime, 818-732-9399. Uh, Call in. Azriel and Mike's stories are hard to beat, but it's not a competition. I just want to hear from all you guys. So... Please give me a call. Tell me about your personal paranormal stories. Have you seen a UFO? Hey, Beth, why aren't you calling in and telling me about your UFO experience then? Besides looking at the photo, I want to hear about the experience. Um, if you want, Beth, 818-732-9399. I always love to hear from the people who saw it. And I can't find it. There we go. I like that. Huh? Elizabeth. Ah, Elizabeth's calling. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> Hi. Ah, uh, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, no problem. All right, so you said you had a story for us. I do. Okay, so um, you've heard of shadow people? <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Yeah. Okay, so before I had this experience, I hadn't actually heard of shadow people, but I ended up looking um, this up after the experience. Um, yeah, so, I, uh, so one night I was sleeping. I woke up in the middle of the night, and uh, I was paralyzed. Couldn't move, but I looked, and I could see a tall shadow figure standing in the doorway. Now, what did it... Oh, I don't want to leave this question. Can you describe it? Okay, so it was just a shadow. 
was it, it was a shadow and it was standing was it darker it was, was it darker than a normal shadow was it lighter than a normal shadow it was literally just black yep okay it was a black figure standing was it wearing yeah, anything it was, it was very tall no okay all right perfect no no this is awesome please t- please continue so all right so you have the sleep paralysis all of a sudden this thing's in your doorway yeah, and so, I mean, I was overcome with fear. Rightfully and so. So, like, the fear, yeah, the fear just overtook me, and I couldn't move, so I just looked at it, and it was looking at me, and I thought, there's nothing really I can do. And, and you're not wrong. Uh, I, I would assume that it started to move? Yes. It started to move towards me, um, and... At that point, I mean, I I literally just thought, okay, so, like, I've researched them after this, and uh, the research that I did said that they're they're kind of, like, so they can't hurt you. No, no. They're just just terrifying. So, they're terrifying, yeah, and they feed off of your fear. That is definitely true, yes. Yeah. So I, I just let it have my fear. I was like, go ahead, take it. <laughs> wow, you were the most calm, cool, collected person that's seen a, a shadow person yet. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just like, go ahead, take it. <laughs> <laughs> have at it. This is going to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, there was really nothing I could do. I couldn't move. This is your first experience with a shadow person and your first experience with... um. With uh, sleep paralysis, or have you had sleep paralysis in the past? I've had sleep paralysis in the past, but it wasn't anything like this. Yeah, I mean, I've had sleep paralysis. I've seen giant spiders. But, I mean, that, I, 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 I'm I sorry. woke up pretty quickly. Hold on. You've seen giant spiders? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about that. That's terrifying. Uh, Yeah, so I woke up again in my room, and, well, I thought I was awake, and I saw a spider. It was like a giant spider in my room. Jesus. But I wasn't, yeah, (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't totally paralyzed, and I reached up, and I turned my light on, and when I did, it disappeared. And that was the same thing that happened with this shadow person, because eventually when I did regain control of my body, I was able to turn the light on, and it disappeared. Okay, so how do you, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how you could debunk that or what you could, how you could explain that one away. I have no idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> no explanation. Um, all right, well, that's absolutely bizarre. Um, so the reason that I asked if you could describe the shadow person, there's a lot of people asking, um, you know, yeah. what, what that was about. Um, there's a thing called Hat Man. He's a shadow person yeah. with a top hat. I heard of Hat Man, right, but he did not have a hat on. No. Thank be thankful because Hat Man does seem to have a different agenda than typical shadow yeah. people. Okay. So I did not know that. Yeah, so thank goodness, you know, that you didn't see Hat Man, but even I mean there's a lot of people that have just seen Hat Man over and over and over again and nothing bad has happened to them. Don't I don't want you to like you know, I don't want to psych you out into thinking it's going to kill you or anything like that. But it's, no, I'm not worried about it. But this, you do have the right attitude. I'll give you that. You know, it, I, I have read that people who have excessive fear sometimes they these 
things will come to them. Yes. And it literally feeds off of that fear. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, you're, you're 100% um, yeah, right. So That's exactly what it is. The, the shadow people seem to be attracted to fear or knowing that they can affect a person so much. And it gets to the point where they even sit on your chest. They'll come closer. They'll, they'll try yeah. and scare you more and more and more. So for that very reason. Right. Oh, Preston is actually asking, is Hatman Slenderman? No, no. Hatman is not Slenderman. Hatman has no. been around for a couple of hundred years. Slenderman has only been yeah. around for like 10 years. Not Maybe not even a real thing. Uh, am I Hatman? No, I have a hat on and I am a man, <laughs> but I am not Hatman. But by the transitive properties that I've learned from the SATs, I guess technically I am Hatman since I have a hat <laughs> and I'm a man. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Elizabeth, so how, how did you calm yourself down or how do you how did you remain so cool and calm and collected because i keep telling other listeners that's what they need to do and they can't do it so any tips that you have for them would definitely help out i mean okay so because i couldn't move all i could do was think and i was thinking okay rationally how should i handle this because if it's a threat um and i can't move i mean you know, there's really nothing you can do. And then it's like this acceptance of this is what it is and understanding that, you know, it's not an actual physical threat. Yeah, no, and there you go. Yeah. I mean, there you go, listeners. That's it's, it's hard to get yourself into that rational mindset, but listen to Elizabeth. She got there and she seems fine. So I think that's the way to go. Yeah, it's totally fine, and it's fun. I mean, after it happened, I was fascinated. Oh, because oh, that all right. I get why you mean. I get what you mean by it was fun. I was like, real. that's that's not fun, but I get what you mean. It's 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 fun in the aspect of <laughs> it opened you into a whole new world, and now you're learning about it. Yep, I'm with you. Yep. Yes. Yeah, because honestly, I had I had never heard of shadow people or Hatman or anything prior to this. And it was funny because I had told somebody this experience and they were like, oh, you know, there's a, a documentary on Netflix yeah. about people who see this. And I went, what? <laughs> I had no idea. You know, which is why, like, I wasn't making it up. Like, this was an experience I actually had. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't think you were making this up through the whole thing. I mean, you were, you, you've described it exactly how you would describe it. And like I said, besides the fact that you were the most calm and cool and collected person that I know that have seen Hatman, um, you're yeah, it's it's the it's the story that I keep hearing over and over and over again. Um, uh, not Hatman, Shadow People, but you know, thankfully, like I said, you didn't see yeah. Hatman because every episode lately, every especially every Colin episode lately has had somebody who's seen Hatman, and apparently, this is the case as well because tracy in the the chat room right now said that she sees Hatman. tracy i want to hear about this yeah. um wow okay and, and well, i think that's so fascinating that it is a thing that that was what grabbed me because i was like wow this wasn't just me oh no <laughs> definitely you were a lot of people have experienced yeah that's you why were, i wanted to call in and tell the story yeah you have you have opened yourself you know, up into a whole new world with a lot of people that experience the same thing yeah and and you were, I'm sorry you, yeah. you don't really have um, a lot of sleep paralysis though. No, no, that uh, honestly I've only had it a, a time or two. I've had a lucid dream a time or two. Oh, lucid dreaming—that's interesting. So you are opening yourself up into the paranormal world, whether on accident or on purpose, anyway. And and that's yeah. another thing that tends to attract shadow people. So that's very interesting that you said right. that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, wow. I like this. I like this call. There's a whole lot of levels to this. Um, so how new to this experience are you? Um, I would say I'm pretty new because I haven't, I haven't really delved deeply into this. I know some people have delved very deeply into lucid dreaming and, and uh, things like that, but I, I kind of just let it happen. I don't know. Hey, no, that's, that's cool. If you can do it, that's really cool because it's very hard for a lot of people to do the lucid dreaming part. Um, but again, be careful because you are opening yourself up to the paranormal uh, when you do that more and more. So from what I've been told. Right. Which is why I don't go too deeply into it because I don't actually really want to go there. Uh, yeah, want, hey, I'm know? the same way. I get too scared and I pull myself back every attempt that I've ever tried. So I, I just, I now know that I can't, I can't do it. I can't focus myself and, and calm myself enough to do it. But it is neat, apparently, when you do it. Uh, Preston's saying, I've astral projected in my friend's room, and he said he saw a shadow person. So maybe that's what we're all seeing, is a bunch of our friends just being dicks that turn into shadow people because they're trying to, you know, creep on us while we're sleeping. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling. I'm so glad that you yeah. called in. See, this was this was easy, right? Yeah, definitely. Thanks. I love it's the first it. time I've ever called in to tell this story, so I'm glad. I'm glad you did too. And please, anytime you want to call, I, I want to hear more stories from you. If you if anything else happens, please let me know. Okay, I will. Thanks. Thank you. Bye now. See, first time caller. It was that easy. All right, great questions. There's some great questions in the chat room from uh from Dawn. Possibly stupid question. No, it's not. But. When you think you see something in the corner of your eye, could this possibly be a shadow person? That is a definite probably. I would say yes, but that's too hard to say it's yes because some people just see shit out of the corner of their eyes. But there are a lot of descriptions of people seeing stuff out of the corner of their eye that look like a shadow going by really fast or a person going by really fast. So that's why I say probably. Yes, then it's not a stupid question. I get that question quite a bit. Um, uh, Don goes on to say, I always see something out of the corner of my eye multiple times a day, but when I go to look at it, nothing there. Yep. I, it sounds so cheesy, but they tend to want to stay in the peripheral unless you're asleep, and then they get braver and braver and braver. So enjoy that answer, Dawn. Um, but uh, Minardo wants to know what documentary. I, I can't, I don't recall the name of it. It is a Shadow Person movie, a documentary. It's on Netflix. It does talk about the hat man, though. And it's very interesting. Some cheesy effects, but if you get past cheesy effects, it's actually pretty good. Beth, I found your UFO photos. So those are coming up in just a second. Um, uh, Dawn goes on to say, I actually always see it at home. I also have something that moves doors in my place. So maybe the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with 100% yes. Riptonia, am I a shadow person? You tell me. You tell me. I can't say no because I haven't seen you. So, probably. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm just going to put it that way. Lash is here. I didn't know that. Hey, how you doing, Lash? Okay. Um, as long as you see an eye doctor and your eyes are okay. That's a good point. Now, I wear glasses 90% of the time, so I don't have any peripherals, so I don't get to see any uh, shadow people out the corner of my eye. Uh, Veronica goes on to say, My first paranormal experience was a shadow person I saw for half a second at my mom's house. Haven't seen one since. It's, uh, they're pretty scary. Oh, it's called The Nightmare. That documentary on, thank you. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. The documentary on Netflix is called The Nightmare. That's right. It is called The Nightmare. Hey, uh, Lash, back at you. I'm so glad to see you on there. 
Uh, they hold energy. I cover all the mirrors in my bedrooms. Yeah, there's. I hear that from a lot of people. Okay, in the meantime, let me share a screen because I found the photos that Beth was talking about. Here is photo one from Beth of the UFO. That is a pretty damning, pretty cool... Oh, let me get that little banner off of there that says uh, call now because I want you guys... I don't want to block anything. There we go. It definitely looks like a UFO behind the clouds. Uh, the second photo... Let me, let me get rid of that. Let me go here. The second photo, though, I can't see... Uh-oh, page isn't available right now. Whoa, I can't get to the other photo. Uh, well, I'll just keep it... I'll keep it small. All right, so the second photo... I don't see a UFO in the second photo. Oh, I see it. It's right here. You just zoomed in. I do see it. Um, very interesting. Damn it, why can't I look at that second photo any better? Well, we're going to go back to the first photo. Oh, come on, Facebook. Uh, well, this isn't my technical difficulty. This is totally Facebook. But, yeah, you're right. There is something behind... It looks like something's very real behind a cloud. And holy shit that that looked like a a vehicle with lights on it. Uh, she goes on to say... Uh, Beth goes on to say in this... When I show people, they think it's Photoshop, but this is the real deal. I do not take fo uh, fake photos taken several years ago in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Michiganders. Um, during the day, you can see that there are other flying objects with it. Yeah, there are two little lights as well. I wish I could click on them again, but Facebook is being terrible. There's these two little lights below it, and then definitely a light on there. If you want to see this photo, it's on the Paranormal Almanac main page. Not the fan page where I was looking, because I'm not smart enough to actually look on my own page. But... Beth posted it on the actual Facebook page, and it is incredibly cool. Great photos. Thank you so much for sending it. Uh, Jay, yes, I do have time for another call. Call me now, Jay. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, yeah, Beth, I, I'm sorry I can't enlarge it. I don't know why Facebook... Yeah, it's still doing that. It just won't let me. I got uh, I got that far, and then the CAA shut me down. If, if, uh, if someone burst through the door right now... I don't know what you guys are going to do about it, but do something, would you? Because I just paid for a brand new camera and this cool, funky ring light. I don't need that. Uh, atmospheric Beast. Riptonia actually did an episode about Atmospheric Beast way early on. That's right, Trish. Michigan. Hell yeah. Uh, Riptonia, I did an episode about Atmospheric Beast uh, early on. You should definitely listen to that episode. It was very interesting. I don't have a Google chat to call, but I recently moved apartments. Oh, this is Dawn, by the way. I just recently moved apartment units within the first couple of days being here. My bedroom door would open... If I closed it, and if I closed it, it would open. I came home from work. One, I came home from work one day, and the door on my popcorn maker was open. Craziest one. My dad stepped over, came in and shut the shut and locked the door behind him. We walked down to the patio, came back in. The door was unlocked and opened a crack. Um, Don, welcome to your new haunted apartment. Jeez, enjoy that haunted apartment. And um, who was it that was gonna call Jay? Feel free to give me a call, Jay. There we go. Minardo. Oh, Minardo. Hey, Minardo. How you doing? I'm doing good. And hey, Kurt, how are you guys up to tonight? Yeah, this is awesome. So, uh, yeah, so to be quick, because I know it's about time for uh, your little dog to go outside. <laughs> you are right. Yeah, so uh, on the theme of the shadow person and those type of calls, uh, I was talking to my dad about the UFO we saw, but he didn't remember it. Yeah. Uh, he did tell me about 
something that he and my sister saw on the same property where we grew up and everything. Uh, he was outside, it was in the day, nothing weird. And my sister was outside with him playing around. And he said he happened to notice at a distance of, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 feet from a rock, not a very tall rock, maybe about a couple feet tall. Yeah. He saw something like dash out, like a, a shadow of a, like a person type shadow, but something like a short person. Holy crap. Dash out. And there was a shadow. He saw it run from one rock maybe to like another rock or something. And he was like, well, what did I just see? Was that really real or not? And he says that at, at the same time, my sister, who was maybe like seven at the time, asked him, she thought, hey, dad, what was that? Because she saw the same thing, something moves and dash across. And so they were both like, whoa, that was weird. I, I don't know what it was, whatever, don't worry about it. Later in the day, my sister got really sick. She had like a fever and it took a couple of days, a couple of days for her to get over it. And it wasn't like a cold or anything. She just got really sick. And, um, Culturally speaking, we, instead of going to the doctor, we use some home remedies for, in our culture, that's considered, that's what we call a, uh, a bulto. A what? It's kind of like a bulto. A bulto. Like B-U-L-T-O. Okay. Interesting, okay. And it, and it's kind of akin to like a, like a, kind of like a soul, but say if somebody dies and, and it's not really a ghost, it's more like a soul is just out and about, but it kind of has a negative connotation. And so that's what he thought he saw, because whenever you encounter that type of shadow being, if you're weak or if you're like for children, it's really bad for them, it'll make them sick. And that's what happened to my sister. Oh, interesting. So I get what you're saying. So this thing, it, it kind of like sucks the life force or something and makes you sick, especially in kids. Yeah. Yeah, if you're kids or if you're weak, um, again, and it's kind of along the same as the shadow person, because some people see them at night, uh, but they can be at any time. And it's almost like a, it's almost in a way kind of like a, a lost soul that's just kind of out there and draining energy to keep existing. But they can also be used by, uh, by kind of like witch doctors. They can kind of trap them. I wouldn't say enslave, but kind of like manipulate them. So if someone, if there's some evil witch doctor type person who wants to do something, they can kind of capture one of them, one of those shadow being souls, and then send it to your to your house. And so then they'll be roaming around. They can't come in, but they can roam around your house and affect you that way. Kinda Holy like crap! How my sister got sick. How do you how do you protect yourself from it, or how do you recover from it? Do you know? Uh, I, one of the things that I I've seen and heard. It's kind of like uh, you have to find a, a good witch doctor, a healer, and the healer will come and rub you with special plants and alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. And basically they have to massage you and do all kinds of stuff to kind of like um, break the connection. That's kind of what I would take it to be. That's really interesting. Um, I didn't realize that the the witch doctors from like the Hispanic culture overlap so much with the voodoo culture, the Haitian culture. It's oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of, you know, things that prior to the contact between the two cultures, along the same lines, plants, using spirits, and calling upon different, uh, what you know, in the voodoo culture, I think they, they name them like saints, but they're really like the god, gods of certain things. And, oh. you know, 
ancient culture have a lot of the same thing. That's really interesting. I had no idea they overlap so much. Yeah. And there is one more thing that culturally, uh, the the shadow people, like kind of like the old hag, like who, that appears at the end of your bed and maybe crawls on top of you and sits yeah. how you mentioned that yep. they sit on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in our culture, we call that the, how can I translate? When the dead rise upon you. So the concept is that you're, you're in bed, you're asleep, and a dead being, like a soul, but it's not really a soul, it's kind of like a soulless being. The dead, we call them, uh, in Spanish it says, it's se te sube el muerto, which literally translates to the dead person climbs on top of you. That's a terrible and thing to translate. Holy crap, the dead person yeah, that climbs and, and, on top of you. Yeah, so that's the the paralysis that people get and all that, and the, you know, from the shadow people, is culturally that's how we see it. Yeah, no, it's that a, is true. And and thing. and what's interesting about that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What's interesting about that is that the old hag was also seen in Europe more than the shadow person, and then all of a sudden the top hat man came into the being, and and the old hag kind of like there's actual paintings like Renaissance paintings of the old hag on people, on the chest of people. I did it a long time ago in one of the old episodes. Um, so yeah, it's weird that, again, how these things are in all these different cultures, in Europe, in, in, in the Hispanic culture, that shouldn't be overlapping as much as they are, but it seems like all of this paranormal stuff is overlapping no matter where you are in the world, you're having these experiences and seeing the same things. Yeah, I mean, we we may call it paranormal, but I mean, we don't see it as strange that cultures from across different continents have a drawing of a bird because we all see birds. They're That's exactly it. Yes, things. you're right. Yeah. So if you follow that logic, okay, if multiple cultures never have contact, have the same stories and experiences and drawings of the same creature, yep. it kind of leads you to believe that that exists yeah. for all of us in the same and, time in a way. And for me... Bigfoot is the perfect example. Bigfoot is seen on oh, every yeah. continent except for Antarctica. Every continent. Um, Australia, who is completely separated from everybody, has the Yowie, which is Australian's Bigfoot. And they describe it almost the exact same way. The Orang Pendek. I mean, it goes all around the world. People are seeing these things. And you're right. How can these cultures have these same things if they aren't real? If they're not actually seeing them? Right, they're saying something that's real that has the same characteristics. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. So that was my quick little call. Hey. To add on to tonight. And, um, this was awesome. Uh, Thank you for that quick little call. Are you kidding? This was fantastic. Yeah. Hey, it's so, always right, good well, talking with good you, night. man. I'm glad I saw you in the chat room, and I'm glad you called in again. I love talking to you. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully uh, the next one around, I'll be watching you guys and maybe have some questions for that other person you're going to have on. Oh, yeah, for David Omen. Yeah, you definitely should think of yeah. some questions because it's going to be a fun one. He is off the rails in all the best ways. So, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, have a good night. Thanks, you too, man. Good talking to you. All right, he is right. It is time. Before Jay can call in, it is time. We hit the, we hit the hour mark, and as you guys know, the hour mark means... It's Stitch Pea Break. Enjoy this message. Huh? Yeah? See, you're learning stuff. That's right. Crack is bad for you, kids. I love Pee Wee as well. Uh, Elizabeth, I've, I've met 
uh, I got to meet Pee Wee as Pee Wee, and then I met Pee Wee, or I met Paul Rubens, completely separate person. Um, usually that whole thing was filled with Pee Wee stuff. I moved it out of the way so I could do this setup that's going to be there. Um, Pee Wee's the best. I figured, you know, while, while Stitch is taking his pee break, and you guys are just staring at the screen, that's boring. I might as well make it interesting for you. I might as well make it fun for you. So, uh, um, hey, Caitlin's here. Hey, howdy. Hi, Caitlin. So I figured, you know, I'd give you guys a little bit of a commercial break while Stitch and I take Stitch's commercial break. That's right, Tracy, you're learning stuff. You're finding stuff out. All right, with that said, though, Jay, please call in Jay. Uh, once again, that number is right there on the screen. <laughs> yeah, Lauren said, we were just talking about how those ads were terrifying. Uh, I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll keep onto the podcast, but I just played them the 80s Pee Wee Herman commercial about how crack is bad for you, how crack kills. It's a very bizarre commercial. Um, so I don't know if it'll stay on the podcast. It probably won't. It'll probably get stripped. But, uh, you know, if you watch the live stream, you get to see some crazy shit as well. Uh, La, La Limpia. My tío did one every time I was in Mexico. I would cry and cry. Then I would get a little sick and everything was okay. La Limpia. Interesting. I had to look this stuff up. I'm See, this is why I like doing this show is that I get to learn stuff that about the paranormal that I wouldn't normally come across, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Alrighty, until Jay gives us a call, or anybody, 818. There we go. Jay. Yes. Jay, you are on the air. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Well, my wife finally convinced me to give, give you guys a call in. I've been wanting to call in. I got a couple stories, but I just think I'm going to go for the... The craziest one that I remember of way back in my military days, my Navy days. Oh, excellent. I love, again, another military story. This is awesome. Please, yeah. This is uh, about out in, uh, out in the Pacific Ocean. So it's a little bit out of Hawaii. Uh, we're doing some movements out there. And uh, I was on watch that night. And... I'm getting nervous. <laughs> hey, man, it's just me. Yeah, I know. And all of a sudden, on the on, we, we normally have like a, a video going on in the background, or you know, to make sure that everything is going right. And I just noticed something out the back of my eye. I mean, looking at the camera, it gets really bright in the back. And this is the you know the back of the sh back of the ship. And like normally, there's nothing out there. So I'm like, okay, what the heck is this? Get a the guy that was on watch with me, he's like, hey, man, check this out, man. What is that? It's like, are the SEAL team? Because we had SEAL team at the time on, on my ship. And he's like, oh, dude, I don't know. It's like, let me call up to the to the bridge, see what's going on, see if they have some, uh, some you know, Navy SEALs doing their, their ops out there. Well, comes to find out nothing's going on tonight. It's like, no. It's like, what do you see? I asked this. What do you see? He's like, uh, there's a light in the back. It's like, a light? It's like, you're like, yeah, turn on, look, uh, look, at the, look at the video camera and see what you see. Like, holy crap. It's like, everybody gets kind of panicked. Okay, don't go nowhere. Don't move. Don't do nothing. So, we were waiting there, looking at the light. You can see the light. It looks like it's following the ship, but it's not on the ship. It's behind the ship. Underwater? Above and the water? As From what I can tell, it looked like it was below the water, just right on the uh, right on the, on the water line. It was it's real crazy. And it was just around, to say, to describe it, it was just like a, 
brown light. It, it's real weird because, I mean, that's what I remember from it. Of course, you couldn't see the whole, because the, the, it was a night, it was a night uh, cameras, night vision cameras. So you can't really get too much detail out of it. But man, it was just so crazy. And, you know, we're waiting there, waiting there. Finally, they call us up. Yes, uh, I say, they say me, they say my friends. Like, okay, you guys turn off the, stop recording because at the time we're, we're always recording at night just to make sure if something happens, we have records of doing it. Stop the cameras or stop the stop recording. Okay, we'll be down there in a second. Nobody leaves, close the doors, don't do nothing. Okay. So they're just waiting and waiting, waiting. Finally, somebody comes down, knocks the door, and they come in. Okay, we're here. Um, what do you see? Uh, well, same thing. We show them the camera, and there you see it. All of a sudden, it disappears. Right when that happens, uh, one of the other guys, uh, we check because it's uh, four cameras. They have four cameras. One's on the left, left-hand side. One's on the right. You know, forward ask, you know, whatever they, you know, military term. One left, one on the right, one in the front, one in the back. Sure. All of a sudden, the lights, the lights in the front, of, in on the front of the of the bow, and right in front of the right in front of the ship. Like, holy crap, there it is! It's in the front. Like, same, same figure, same everything. And we're like, holy crap! It's like, okay, everybody's seen this, right? Yeah. It's like, well, they're freaking out a little bit, and we get a hold of the captain, wake him up, and basically it's the same thing. I mean, he's like, okay. Is there anybody else that knows about this? No. Do not wake up anybody. It's just going to be us four or five that know about it or, you know, whoever was up on the bridge also because, you know, they see it firsthand. Well, we're just there sitting. All of a sudden, it disappears again. It looks like it goes, you see it go down in the water and it slowly is going down in the water. It slowly pushes you shrink. All of a sudden, it comes back up on the back of the, on the, back of the ship. Holy crap. Is this really happening right now? And we're a little bit freaking out. And, of course, all of a sudden, it goes down again, and then it goes up. You can see it coming back up Holy on the left-hand crap. side of the ship. Dude, it was awesome, man. I, I, one of the things, that's one of my my best memories that I remember. It was like, dude, I, I'll never forget that. Technically, we're not supposed to talk about it, but <laughs> I'll tell you that in a second. Wait, what year was it? And anyway, uh, this was, uh, I believe, 94, 95. Oh, wow. This is way there. earlier than I expected you to say. I thought you were going to say it's about 2004 to 2008. This is... No, no, I'm, I'm lying to you. You're, I'm, I'm totally lying to you. Because it was my last year in, and that was uh, 2000, 2001. Oh, still early, though. Still early. This sounds exactly yeah. like the Tic Tac UFO that the Navy was talking about, where they would go underwater and they would zip around to the front of the ship. I don't know if you heard, I, I interviewed a friend of mine who was on one of the uh, the Navy ships and saw one of the Tic Tac UFOs. His, yeah. his description is identical to yours, where you could see the light, you could tell that it was right there under the water, and then boom, it's gone, or boom, it goes, it goes even farther down, or it pops out. I mean, you have the description of the stuff that is all over the news right now. These Tic Tacs and Gimbals and Go Fast and all, whatever you want to call them. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. But yours is way earlier, which is awesome, because that, that just confirms that these things have been messing with the Navy longer than the public, quote-unquote, knows about. So, oh, yeah. so what did your... What, what happened? How did this resolve? Did it just kind of go away, or what happened? It, it, it was a good 30, 45 minutes that it just going, it was dipping back and forth. Like, I mean, basically the same thing. It goes, it went down, you'd see the light disappearing, and it would show somewhere else. And then it would disappear again, um, you know, whichever way. Just and, and at one time, actually, it actually, you can see where it started taking off uh, to the left-hand side, went all the way around the ship, 
And that's why like I said, this is basically the end of it. It was about 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. I can't exactly remember. It's been years. And, and all of a sudden it just kind of just goes down real slow and that's it. It's the end of it. And we asked the guys like, well, what was that? Was, you know, of course out there in the middle of the ocean, you do have, uh, what do you call it? The phosphorus, phosphorus and, um, algae. Oh, but sure. Oh yeah. Too much. And that's the thing. Oh no, it's the dolphins, man. It's dolphins. That's what they're saying. <laughs> it was supposed to be, of course. And I was like, dude, there's no way that's dolphin. Anyway, ended up the next day. Uh, of course, you know, went to bed and whatever the heck. When I got off the watch, went back, went to sleep, woke up in the morning. And, you know, they get a hold of everybody who was in the issue. And, of course, they told us. And this is, all. Oh, this is so, yeah, the cliche. Get us in a room. Tell us, you did not see what happened last night. Yep. It didn't happen. And we signed a little paper. It's, of course... You know, that was years ago. If, if for some reason something comes out to me, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we'll avenge you. Uh, we'll avenge you. Why did you go. Why but did I be, use your real name? Be. I should have called. This is uh, this is uh, Steve, right? Yeah. No, that's crazy. I mean, oh. it sounds exactly like what they did to my buddy, where you guys saw nothing. And do you, I don't know if you know, but did they confiscate the tapes from the cameras that that, that were watching everything? <laughs> exactly what happened they, the tapes that they that i had in there they of course took it out like that's why they stopped recording and they took out the tape and took it with them and after that i mean of course hey man well, what happened i said like, um do you know about it it's like yeah i was there. It's like you're on watch right like, well what happened uh we can't really say <laughs> jeez that's insane but i mean it's gotta look even though everybody signed these documents that's words got to get out across that ship pretty damn quick though right Oh, yeah, everybody knew about it. It's just we couldn't talk about it once we got back. And, of course, like I said, it's been quite a bit, so I'm not too worried about anything happening to me. Hey, they, they declassified all of that stuff now. <clears throat> Pardon me. So so technically, I think you're in the clear. But even if you're not, I'll never I'll never give up who you are. I'll never tell. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Because, I mean, like I said, what's the, what's the worst they can do to me? I'm, I'm an older man. I'm, well, not old, old, but I'm up there. Like, yeah, go ahead. I was like, it doesn't bother me no more, man. Hey. But I just thought that'd be some, a nice little story to tell you. Oh, are you kidding? Few... This is a fantastic uh, story. These Tic Tac stories, like I say, they're all over the news right now. And to hear it from people who actually saw it, to hear it from you, makes these yeah. things more real and, and connects me to these things so much better. I love it. There's a few other things, uh, mostly uh, personal ghost stuff, and I'm not worried about those. I'll tell you those at another time because I don't want to eat up everybody's, you know, phone time. But I thought I'd give you that, that first one. I thought I'd start off real, you know, with a good story. That the best that little... story. Oh, my God, definitely. You got carte blanche to call back in because, yeah, if, like, yeah, you, you knocked it out of the park. This episode has been knocked out of the park repeatedly, but holy crap, I love it. Thanks, man. Thank you for calling. Yes, sir. I love it. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye. Look, the biggest story of this year in the paranormal side of things, these UFOs that the Navy have seen, they said since 2004, that's telling me and telling you guys earlier than that, these things have been messing with the Navy for a while now. So hopefully more and more of these stories, more and more people like him will call me or whoever or start telling these stories get these stories out there because for every one person that calls or tells the story 
there's probably a hundred other people that haven't yet. So, like I say, we're, we're baby stepping to disclosure, and boy, those baby steps are be getting bigger and bigger every time. <clears throat> I love it. I, I, yeah, you're right, Elizabeth. The government is finally admitting it. Thankfully, they can't keep a lid on this story. Plus, like I was saying a couple episodes ago, 2020 is the perfect year to disclose that aliens are real. Caller, you are on the air. I got in. Who, finally. <laughs> who's this? This is Melissa again. Oh, hey, How's Melissa. Hey, good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually home uh, for now. Um, I'll be back on the road in a couple of days, but I'm enjoying my home time. Even though it's a billion degrees? Well, you know, it's better to be at home when it's a billion degrees rather than in a stinky old truck. I guess that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right. You win. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and plus, uh, like right now, I'm, I have my solitary light and we have our little AC going and I've been listening to you. That's not all bad. Hey, that, that sounds like a good night to me. That's what I'm doing. Now, you know, like I'm having a blast. So this is awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I'm going to open up. I was eating and listening to you and my husband was cooking food as well. And he had overheard someone's story about how there was like shadow people and he's just kind of like nodding along and he's like, somebody was like, yeah, there's shadow people in my house sometimes. And sometimes they like open and close the door. And my husband commented, he's like, burn the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> That is the correct like, answer. Completely correct answer. And I responded, I was like, Jason, it's their apartment. They can't burn the apartment down. Like, burn the apartment down. Don't tell anybody about it. Yep. You know what? <laughs> Cleanse it with fire. That's what I learned. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was him. He was like, oh, burn it down. <laughs> so I have a story. It's not related to shadow people, and it's not related to UFOs, though. But it did happen recently. Oh, please. I want to hear it. Okay. So I have been home for a couple of days now, and I actually came over to visit Alex and Caitlin. Yay! Uh, Yay! I know. It's fun because, you know, we still have a social distance, but it's still fun, like, not being super-duper isolated. Um. And we were just chatting about all kinds of different stuff. Now, a little bit of background about me. Um, uh, up until, God, oh man, I've been sober now for years, but I had a long-standing drinking problem. Um, I've tried different avenues, including the typical route, which is AA. But AA, even if I know there's listeners that probably do use AA, it never really worked for me. Um, part of that just had to do with, um, kind of like my ideological beliefs versus like the 12 step ideological beliefs. Sure. Being a little, yeah, being a little bit more specific is as if I don't sound like a freaking movie character. <laughs> I'm a truck driver and a Satanist. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds like a freaking movie character, but no, I, I, I've been, before I was a truck driver, I've been a Satanist for a very, very long time, and I do attribute why I'm sober now to Satanism. Interesting. I, I, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I 
was talking to both Caitlin and Alex about that and, like, my views on Satanism, and I was like, you know, Satan, it, like, I initially started out as a Levian Satanist, and then I went over to being a more theistic Satanist, and I sure. was like, no, I'm, I was like, no, I feel that Satan is a force, and that I use that force as a driving force in anything that I do, including me being sober and I'm like I'm very very powerful as an alcoholic um I was like even at my worst when I didn't have a job I still managed to get like a gallon of vodka every day Jesus um yeah yeah I, I was really really drinking heavily back then um so I was just like I just needed to use that powerful force in a different avenue and um as I was like talking about like how Satan is like a driving force in my life and like I'm like Satan is my lord and master the light on Alex's patio started to dim like jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like kind of a little like pulsing dimming and at first I didn't realize it but like I was just kind of like talking about my experiences in AA and how like a lot of them kind of butt heads with me because I really just couldn't get over the first step which is that you're powerless and I was like no I'm and I remember looking at like the guy that was running it I said no I'm very powerful and like as I said that uh the lights went out and it came back on holy crap you are getting reactions to what you're saying and the fact that you're talking about satanism I think Alex has told me that there's been paranormal stuff that happened at the place if i remember correctly i'm almost positive that i that's right so the fact that More you're you're likely. kind of sparking something is that's got to be a little unsettling i know like when the lights when i said like i am very powerful and like i was telling him this story about how like saying this to a guy who was like running aa but you could also tell he was a, pa- a pastor and i didn't want to and this was also in the south when i went to AA, um, and he's kind of really pushing it, and eventually I just told him, like, no, Satan's my lord and master, and I'm very powerful, and then the lights shut off and went back on. Uh, I sat there for a moment, and I was like, not gonna lie, guys, that was really creepy. <laughs> yeah, right? And how quickly did you guys change the topic then? How quickly did everybody go, alright, new topic, let's talk about something, you know. Well, we all kind of laughed about it, and I was just like, damn, well, I was like, well, there you go. I was like, Satan's a very powerful force, and there you go. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, see, when people talk, when I, when I always tell people like, hey, you know, if you put yourself out there, sometimes something's going to happen, and also, when you're at a location that might be, might have paranormal activity, and you happen to talk about something that it doesn't like, you might get a reaction. And that, to me, sounds like that's what happened there, you know, full effect. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that was all about. We, we ended up talking about something else soon afterwards. But, yeah, it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a conversation stopper right there. I mean, you know. I know. I was like, okay, I won't talk about Satanism. 
<laughs> hey, whatever works for you that keeps you off the sauce, I say good. They go for it. And all right, Absolutely. so let me ask you a question. Since since you're since you brought up Satanism and you don't have a problem talking about it, neither do I. Yeah. Um, oh wait, hold on. Todd says some of my Luciferian friends make sense when they describe their belief systems. Being a Luciferian and a good person are not mutually exclusive concepts. Exactly, which is yeah. exactly where I was exactly. going with this. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that there's a probably going to be a lot of people either listening to this on the podcast or maybe even in the chat room right now that are scared or put off thinking that you are just out there murdering babies while driving around in your truck would you i'm sure they do <laughs> how do you get how do you get over that kind of a um that mental block that some people might might have about satanism you know it's a couple of things number one i i've been into satanism since i was like 15 and i'm 32 i'm about to be 33 so you kind of have to grow a thick skin. Sure. Um, it, yeah, if you're going to go that route, I tell people up front, like, it's not the popular route. Nobody becomes a Satanist to be Mr. Popular. So Yeah, that's you know, true. That is very true. You're you're yeah. definitely going to have some, uh, some angry people, no matter what. Oh, of course. I mean, with me, I, I the way that I got into Satanism, I re- read the Satanic Bible at, like, at 15 and um do you consider yourself an evil person no no i but then again i I, you know i think good and evil are very subjective um but like i don't know it's like i could tell you all the things that i've done good and bad i mean like when i'm truck driving i purposely look for uh, because sex trafficking is a problem. Oh, God, yeah. Road. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I purposely look for people that are being trafficked and try to bust sex trafficking rings. See? Wait, that's perfect. Hold on, pause right there. See, people yeah. listening, just because someone is a Satanist doesn't mean they're an evil person. What? Which, what Melissa just said, that is inherently a good thing. I am wholeheartedly yeah. behind that. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like that. I mean, it's... All right. Are you, just for everybody that might not be familiar with it, when you die, are you going to hell? I mean, I don't believe in heaven or hell. So, I mean, if I were to go to hell, okay. My attitude about that is, like, if me not believing in a particular religion but doing good things, like, that. Like, okay, so I do good things, but I don't believe in one particular religion. That's what's going to send me to hell. That says nothing about me and everything about the God that would send me to hell. Uh, there's nothing wrong with what you just said as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with with all... I mean, I don't think any organized religion is, uh, you know, has got it right. Uh, Jacob's saying, what is evil for the fly is good for the spider. You know, yeah, you're exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then someone else, Elizabeth, mentioned dualism. That's exactly it. Uh, and then Todd yeah. says, uh, Satanism and Luciferianisms are two different branches. One is more dogmatic. The other yeah. is agnostic. Uh, LaVey yeah. Satanists really reject the concept of a God as we know it. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I mean, uh, so I started out ooh. as a LaVey Satanist for a, a, a long time. A long, long, long time. Um and then it was only like maybe three years ago that I started like really transitioning more into like theistic Satanism. Um, 
you know, I do respect the hell out of Levain Satanism because that's what started my journey. Sure. But it's not where I'm at right now. Kara, Kara had a good question and or a statement that I'm going to turn into a question because I really like it. If someone was to splash holy water on you, has that happened? And if it does happen, what would happen to you? I like this. <laughs> you know, I, I I have had that happen to me. Ah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, like I said, I picked up the Satanic Bible at 15. How bad did it burn, though? I, when the holy water hit you, how bad did it burn? And, and did you ever recover? <laughs> not at all. So, like, I lived in the deep south, so people loved me being a Satanist. Oh, I um, bet. And, yeah, yeah. So, my first husband was Catholic, and his mom did something along those lines of splashing holy water in my face. Please tell me you went along with it for a minute about it burning or something. <laughs> no, I just stood there because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like, I couldn't believe that she did it. And I just stood there, and I, I asked her, I was like, and her name's Teresa because she can go fuck herself. <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, Teresa, what did you think was going to happen? And she's like, I don't know. She was just like, we couldn't go, I don't know. <laughs> I just like got a rag and wiped it Yeah, off my that face. is true. All right, so the best scenario would be that it burnt or turned you into the devil, which she wouldn't have wanted. And the worst yeah. situation would have been that nothing happened and then she would have had to question her faith. So, yeah, you're right. Well, hey, I got to say that I absolutely love the I, I absolutely love this topic i would love to talk with you more about this um uh, yeah. at another time if you wouldn't mind because i think that this kind of open dialogue is really good um but i know that oh, religion absolutely. is a lot of a touchy subject for a lot of people so i don't want to go too deep into it on this episode but i'd love to chat uh in the future with you if you don't mind absolutely that'd be fun i love it thank you so much for calling in i really do appreciate it it was good talking to you again Good talking to you. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Bye now. Okay, see, I I, I I, I, wanted to be aware that I know that I'm going to have some listeners that say, I turned it off as soon as the Satanists got on there. Or, or you know, if you're going to have the devil on the show, I'm not going to listen to it, which is bullshit. Because if I had the devil on the show, I think a lot of people would listen to that episode. And Daniel, but yeah, Daniel's putting up devil horns right there. That's right. Uh huh. I think it's really interesting. I really do. Because it's... I don't know enough about it. I, I know little bits about it. I know probably more than uh, most people and not not as much as some. So um, I just hope that I didn't, uh, you know, alienate or, or bore or scare anybody. But I wanted to keep the show moving because, again, fantastic call no matter what. I don't care what anybody says. I appreciated that call. It's my show and I wanted to hear about it. But I will... Uh, uh, yeah, I will. I will move on. That's right, Kara. Yeah, that was a great question. Uh, oh, I, 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 I pronounced it correctly. Sweet. I love it. It's not all. I mean, look. There's a damn good chance I'm gonna get everybody's name wrong. I got, I got Azrael's name wrong earlier today. He's a cool kid, and and I knew his name was Azrael. Had I stopped and thought about it. So you know, this is awesome, Daniel. Thank you so much. Amazing show as always. I really appreciate that. Um, and Jacob, yeah, Jacob's got a really interesting tidbit. It seems that there are many stories in several ancient religions that feature a serpent giving knowledge to mankind. And that kind of goes with what, like, Monardo and I were talking about earlier, where 
all these religions seem to be connected, all these stories seem to be connected, all this paranormal stuff seems to be connected from different cultures around the world. There's got to be something more to that. I'm not going to figure it out tonight, I can tell you that. But um, holy crap, what an amazing show. I think personally, I think we should end it here. I think it's been a fantastic show. Uh, it's a little bit late. I'm a little bit hot. It's it's really freaking hot in my house right now. Um, ah, perfect. Lauren said, learning about other religions is fascinating and I think it should be an essential part of our education, either formally or not. I agree completely. Like I said, I don't think any religion's got it right. Any organized religion is, has it right. But again, I don't. I would never tell anybody what they should believe uh, just like I don't think anybody should tell me what I should believe. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm more of those like live and let live kind of people. All right, let me hold on one second. I want to turn on the do not disturb because I want to kill that so I don't get any more calls. But I want to kind of wrap up this show. Um, the Serpent Myth is really fascinating. Dr. W. Westcott did a great book on it. Fast read from the turn of the century. Interesting. See, I like this stuff. I really do love this stuff. Um, I can't thank everybody enough for calling we had Mike and Azriel. Azriel's a cool kid. I really hope you get to see a Bigfoot. And I hope I'm next to you when you get to see it. Elizabeth and Minardo and Jay and Melissa and then Beth with her photos. This has been a fun show. This has been a really... Oh, wait. Tracy was going to call? Hold on a second. Tracy, Do Not Disturb is off. Tracy, if you want to call, you can end the show. I'll let you be the last caller of the night. I can sweat a little bit longer. Let's do this. Tracy, call in. Call in. 818-732-9399. I want to hear from you. I can, like I said, so I'm a little sweaty. Who cares? It's just me and Stitch. We're fine. Uh, feel free to give us a call, Tracy. 818-732-9399. I wouldn't mind another caller. I'm having a blast tonight. I'm having so much fun. April is going to call in as well? What the heck? We can keep going. If you want to keep going, April, if you want to call as well... Tracy and April, if you both want to call, I'll keep going. I'll push through. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll, there we go. Yes. Tracy, you are on the air. Hey there, Chris. Hey, Tracy, how are you? I'm doing good. I think you know me as the girl who dated the axe murderer or, uh, <laughs> murder bacon. Murder, murder bacon. bacon. The, the, the. Yeah. The the uh, beginnings, the the core, the crux of murder bacon. Uh, I got a murder bunch of people bacon. after your call were like, "Hey man, you if you don't make murder bacon stuff, you're missing out." And then I tried to make a shirt, yeah. and unfortunately, pandemic, I couldn't make a shirt. But there is a murder bacon sticker out there. Uh, oh God, yeah, I definitely want to hear from more from you because your stories are batshit crazy cool. I love it. <laughs> batshit crazy. Yeah, I've been called that quite a bit. But hey, thanks. Um, no, you said about the, uh, the shadow people. Yes. <laughs> they have been a part of my life, uh, oh gosh, for as long as I can remember. Um. Really? Since I was little. Yeah, shadow people, um, of course, I, I always thought they were a part of my night terrors since, uh, oh my gosh, since six, seven years old, you know, I, I can remember seeing them. You know, being paralyzed, seeing him beside the bed, um, having him reach out to me. I remember at one point in time, I actually followed one. Um, my mom caught me sleepwalking uh, down the steps. It wasn't until she screamed at me um, did I probably keep myself from falling down the steps. 
Wait, so uh, you were night. sleepwalking following a shadow person? Yeah, yeah. I had actually, I mean, it reached out to me and, and grabbed my hand, and uh, I, I was following it, I guess, I, I don't know where I was going at that point. I was um, going to say, where the hell is the shadow person taking you? This is the first I've ever heard of a shadow person taking someone. Like, I know they, they grab people and move people, but like, you know, gingerly taking somebody. I have no clue. I, I would always have these night terrors where my, my eyes would be open and um, I, I would see things and interact with things. And it wasn't until, you know, other people would, and, you know, real, real people, you know, my husband or my parents or siblings would interact with me, would the night terror vanish. I um, feel really bad for your husband and your parents and your sister because that's got to look terrifying. Yeah, it, it was. My husband would wake up quite quite a few times. But then, um, you know, as I got older, the, the shadow people slowly evolved into, as you said, hat, hat man. Um, there we go. We got a hat man this episode. I knew it was coming. I love it. Hat man. Um, always had a hat. Very, very foreboding. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, I just, I always got a bad feeling. I, I never researched it. I, I, I you know, I, I guess I really didn't want to know what these things were. Um, he always, always had a hat. Very, very tall, um, dark. Uh, I, a couple times I would feel touched at, at times. I used to always tell my husband, I always would think the dogs would brush up against me. But the dogs would be on the other side of the bed or in their kennels. Um, so I, I quite often would feel touched or feel something. Um, you know, if somebody would sit down on the bed and you, you would feel the bed go down. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, but there would be nobody in the room or my husband would be laying beside me. Obviously, nobody else is sitting on the bed at the end of the bed at my feet. And I would feel something sit on the bed and the bed go down. And I, I, you know, I would be paralyzed and look and there's Shadow Man, you know, or, or Hat Man, as you said, at the end. Um, now, for the longest time ago, did he I, seem to have a different agenda that you could tell from other Shadow people? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the Shadow people were, you know, as, as um, I believe it was Elizabeth said, or somebody else said about the, the, the fear, there was always that sense of um, fear, but not, not intense fear, but, but Hatman had a, it was, it was a more deadly fear, you know, almost yeah. as if I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to wake up, I didn't want to, to wake up from my sleep at all, like his agenda was to keep me sleeping forever. Oh, interesting, <laughs> that's a, that's a, different take on it i've not heard that one uh and, yeah. and and remember remember you got elizabeth that's brand new to this l listening to this right now and i was just telling her a minute ago not to be you know not to be too too concerned so sorry elizabeth i i, I guess i guess he's gonna make you sleep forever <laughs> well and that, that's what was weird is then later on like you know when i met my husband we had gone out to a um a pagan festival out in kansas that's originally where i had met him and I had had a, a spiritual ex experience up there. I had had a, a done a sweat lodge, and um, it was very, very enlightening. I think it had opened me up to a lot of, of things that I hadn't experienced before in my life. And so, when I got back on the plane and came back home, um, and my husband hadn't followed me at that point in time, 
And I had actually had an experience with a shadow creature at that point. Um, I was having a very intense dream. I can remember the dream. Um, I was in, in a tent at that point in time. And um, I was speaking to my now husband at that time. And he kept telling me, he kept saying, wake up, wake up. You need to wake up. And I'm just, I'm continuing to talk to him. And he kept, he was very insistent. Tracy, you need to wake up. Tracy, you need to wake up now. And I just continued to talk to him in my dream and chit-chat. And he says, no, Tracy, you need to open your fucking eyes now. And he yells at me. And I open my eyes and above me in bed as I'm paralyzed is this winged creature with its its beak in my face. Holy crap. And I I could feel its breath. And I was just scared stiff. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And then all of a sudden, I could I could slowly regain my composure. And I screamed. And it flapped off into wherever. And I you know, I don't know where it went. And I immediately picked up the phone and I, I called my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And I said, this, this is what just happened to me. I mean, I was scared. And I said, I don't know what this thing was. And we, we worked through it. And he said, I don't know if it was there to hurt you. We, we still don't know what it was. But the funny thing was, and he can send you a picture, um, a couple weeks later, I was going through pictures on my camera roll. And somehow I had taken a picture of our television. And I said, oh, my gosh, there was the creature's face in my television. Wait, was the TV on? Like, was it... What do you mean? Yeah, the TV was on, and somehow as I was taking pictures of the kids, and there was a picture of my daughter before and my daughter after, and right in the middle of it was my TV. And right in in the TV, you can see this beaked creature, its face. Oh, yeah. We need to to see this photo. A hundred percent we need to see this photo. That is that is my that is my creature. He's gonna send it to your. He's gonna uh, send it to the paranormal page. I said that is my creature. It, it dropped me dead. I said that is what it looked like. What the crap? Like, hey, how did they like? I mean, I got so many questions. How did it get to the TV? What the hell was this winged creature thing? Because that's not typical with the shadow people. Um, I guess I guess the, the, the big question I have, the main question, because you don't have an answer to those, uh, the big question I have is, do you think that this sweat lodge brought this winged creature to you or out or made it more exposed? Or do you think there's a connection between the winged creature and the sweat lodge? I think so. Yeah, because I had experiences in the... It was my first experience with the sweat lodge, and I had experiences in there... That, that I've never had in my life. It was it was unreal. I I I think I had entered places um, mentally, physically, spiritually that that I could have never. I mean, it was it was well, it was a great. I don't regret having the experience at sure. all. But I I really I really do think that yes. I think this connects to what I was saying. I think it connects what I was saying earlier about like you open yourself up to different dimensions and astral projections and stuff like that some kind sometimes stuff comes back through to you you've opened yourself up and it said oh hey look there's one let's go get it um holy crap and yeah all right so i i definitely i can't wait to see the photo but all right so 
this creature, this winged creature with the beak, was it dragon-like? Was it bat-like? Was it human-like? Was it gargoyle-like? Like, give us a little bit of a description if you can. It reminded me almost of a mix between a gargoyle and mothman. It was more human-like, but it had wings. I mean, my room is probably a good 12 feet by 12 feet, and the wings spanned. I mean, they would have hit the wall. I mean, its wingspan was a good 12 feet, but it was very... I mean, when you see the picture, if you, if you, if you see what I see in the picture, you're going to see it was very old haggish. But the, the long nose was very beak-like, and it was very gargoyle-like. Yep, the picture is up on the screen. Uh, I want I want people to like take a look at your screen because there it is. There's a TV. There is definitely a gargoyle-ish looking thing on there. Um, I, I guess I don't. I was gonna say maybe it's something you know Lord of the Rings-ish looking thing, but I don't know what the heck this is. But you're right. It's very gargoyle-ish for sure. Yeah, it was just funny that. That picture was between two other, but we were taking multiple pictures of our daughter at the time. And it just, it, it was in the middle of two other pictures. And I, I was like, where did that picture come from? And oh my God, Shane, that's my creature. Like, that's what it was. And it, it, it still freaks me out to this day to see it. I. Oh God, yeah, I mean, I get why. All right, so watchers, people in the chat room right now, do you recognize this thing? Have you ever seen this thing? What could it possibly be? Because I don't recognize it from anything, but that's not saying anything. It could very well be something that I just don't recognize, but I can get why that would make you pause and go, yep, there it is right freaking there because that is very memorable. I'll put it that way. I mean, it's definitely something. Uh, uh, so uh, Keith, I believe, was asking, what is a sweat lodge? And I... I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are asking that. So, and I'm sure I'm going to be the worst person to tell it, but a, a, a sweat lodge is just that. It's a low round domed tinted, usually ish kind of thing. You go in, they it's sweat. They sweat. you. There's a fire. They, they make you sweat. Um, I, my friends that have gone to sweat lodges have had ayahuasca. I don't know if you had any mind altering things while you were there. If you want to share that, you can, um, but, or was it just a ceremony? It was a ceremony. It was very hot in there. We were with, what, about 10 other people? And I assume it was we on a uh, reservation, something Native American? Uh, we were actually on, on a, on a pagan, pagan land. Oh, we interesting. It was, it, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was entirely a pagan, I guess you'd call it a pagan reservation. It's, uh, it's called the Heartland Pagan Reservation. So it's completely, um, like, they are strictly for you know, a pagan alliance, uh, and they build the sweat lodge each year for the, the, uh, festival, but, um, literally they, they put herbs and stuff in the fire and they sweat you out to ungodly temperatures. And I think just the temperatures alone, we had no mind altering things, um, before. Sure. But um, the temperature is enough. Just that, <laughs> just yeah. that sweating um, is enough for, it, yeah. Yeah, just that alone, they ch you chant, um, and just that alone is enough to take you. I mean, just that you're sweating buckets of, of water out, and that alone is enough. Between that and the chanting was enough to take you uh, 
to another level because you're chanting, uh, you, you sway, you know, you're up on your knees, you're swaying, you're chanting. It, it, yeah, it's enough to, to, to take you alone. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you where I went because it was just mind-blowing. That's really interesting. I Again, I like these kind of experiences because I won't go. I, I, I'm sweating enough as is, and, uh, and I, don't like, I don't like sitting in my own sweat. Uh, and it just doesn't sound fun to me, but it does sound like it would be... A, well, you know what? I take that back. I would go for Paranormal Almanac. Pardon me. I would go for the experience, not necessarily for my own personal experience, but to, so I can have the experience to talk to others about it. So I would go, but uh, I still don't know how well I would do. I don't do well with heat and sweating. I definitely would not do ayahuasca because puking, I do not like. And no, I say to that. I, I, you know what? I didn't do, I don't normally do well with heat either. And that was the one thing that scared me. And I honestly, I prepped for it and drink lots of water. And if you, if you ever get a chance to do it and, you know, there's some around my area, I'll invite you. And seriously, you need to do it. it. It's an experience unlike any others, and for you to be able to tell people about it. Elizabeth's saying yeah. the same thing. Elizabeth says you should go. So it does seem like people are getting something out of this thing that maybe I maybe I would enjoy, or maybe I would appreciate the experience. So, you know, for me to flat out say I wouldn't go, that's wrong. That's, that's not true. Uh, I was just thinking about how hot it is right now, and, and would I like to do that as a fun spiritual experience? The answer would be no. Uh, you know, Todd's like, you, you could turn the AC off for a half hour and listen to some Enigma. That would totally work. That would make me flash back to my Natural Wonders days when we listened to Enigma all the time. But yeah, I mean, I kind of get I kind of get what's behind it. And I, like I said, I am very fascinated with the Native American side of things and their side of sweat lodges. So, you know, maybe I would try it. I I, I, I shouldn't say no. I'm, I'm up for a lot of things. A new Patreon tier. Get Kurt to go to a sweat lodge. I like that, Trish. I like that a lot. Um, hey, yeah. There you go. If patrons, if patrons pay for it, I will do it, as you see, because I now have a ring light and a camera and all this other stuff I never thought I would buy because I'm trying to make the show a better thing. So I wonder if they would allow me to have at least a voice recorder during the sweat lodge. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to plan it for you. There you go. Interesting. I like this. I like what's going on here. This is not what I expected from this call at all. But, uh, I, you know, again, Tracy's calls, this is this is what you get. Um, well, see, I, now I'm really glad that you, you... Look, always tell me, guys, if you were like, hey, I'm just about to call in if I'm, like, wrapping up. Be like, I wanted to call because... I get another great call uh, because of it. So, again, thank you so much for the great call. Uh, quite welcome. Quite and, welcome and because of your call, we got a hat man on this episode, which is something that we always want because it seems like there's a shit ton of hat man stories out there, and I'm getting to them all. I love it. Gotta love Hatman. <laughs> or not. Or not. Not not is is the proper one. But yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I chatted with you. And as always, call anytime. This is fantastic. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Murder bacon. Murder bacon to you all. And if you don't know what murder bacon is, you have to listen to that episode. Once you get done doing that, then you gotta go over to storeenvy.com slash paranormal almanac for all your paranormal almanac merchandise needs including murder bacon stickers so if you needed a sticker of a little why am i talking about it when i can share 
the, the, the link right there on the screen so you guys can see it. Hold the phone. Let's share the screen. Let's check out Murder Bacon. Bum, bum, bum. Alrighty, let's get down to Murder Bacon, though. These amazing Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot shirts and the amazing Sean Bishop DFSB Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot shirts. The new Paranormal Almanac Tronish kind of shirt, neon shirt, what they call it. But what we're talking about is right here. That's right, Murder Bacon stickers. If you guys were looking for Murder Bacon stickers, this is the place to go, storeenvy.com slash paranormal almanac for only 350 there's options what are the options oh you can get giant i didn't know that you can get four by fours and five and a half by five and a half that's some big ass murder bacon stickers uh murder bacon stickers buy one for you buy one for the kids kids love murder bacon stitch loves murder bacon uh hold on one second let me get rid of this um we got the typical paranormal almanac stuff the bags the the the, the coffee mug that's right well, you can't see me pointing because the screen's not on me. But that's right behind me when the screen is behind me. The amazing Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot stickers and shirts. Fantastic. I love that. Uh, we're going to have some Paramaniac stuff coming up very soon on here as soon as I can. Um, the, the Bigfoot shirt that I already forgot what it says. Bigfoot Believes in Paranormal Almanac. That's right. That's a good shirt. I like that shirt quite a bit. I got to get... I don't even have most of this stuff. I don't have... I only have one Paranormal Almanac shirt. I need more. Um, the the newish Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot Paranormal Almanac shirt that you can get in variety of colors. Uh, anyhow, that's enough of that. That's enough promoting for me. You guys know where to get it. StoreEnvy.com slash Paranormal Almanac. Uh, let's see. Let's see, what was this uh, EVP inside the sweat lodge? That's exactly it, Daniel. I'm thinking that would be a cool episode. Uh, Caitlin, my mama uh, says to tell you good night, Kurt. Aw, hi, good, hi, Caitlin's mama, Vicky. Good night to you as well. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening and watching and all that stuff. Uh, no shadow people for you tonight. No hat man for you. Um, yeah, cross of change, that's right. I can see the BuzzFeed quiz now. Who's watching you in the night? Batman or Hatman? If, if you guys are listening to this show, chances are it's going to be Hatman. Oh, yeah, there's the Paranormal Almanac coffee mug right there. And I got to admit, it's actually a really good coffee mug. Although I've never had coffee in it. I've had booze in it, though. Okay, with that, though. I have, I've been trying to figure out how to do... Apparently, I can do polls on here. Uh, which I haven't figured out yet, but I'd like to do polls on some of these episodes. Like, is it real? Is it fake? Is it Hatman? Is it Batman? I think it'd be a lot of fun. I want to do more fun stuff. I know over on Twitch, though, that that is possible. And I, like I said, I'm trying to get more and more people over to Twitch because it's opening me to a whole new audience. New callers. I always love new callers. New listeners. Always love new listeners, but I definitely love new callers. So I want to thank everybody. Now I'm turning off the phone. I think this is a good, definitely a good um, stopping point. Once again, I want to thank Mike, Azriel, you're a cool kid, Elizabeth, Monardo, Jay, Melissa, Beth for sending in that photo, Tracy, uh, Maria, as Azriel's mom. Such, such great fans. You guys are the best. You really are. I could not ask for better fans and... I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I do. 
You must because it's been two and a half hours or two hours and four minutes and there's a hell of a lot of people watching on both channels. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. You see it, no fun rocks, why you...